Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. It's the sports professor, Ricardo, and we are keeping score. Big, big, big October heading for a crescendo with hockey starting in the United States and all over the world. Basketball not far behind. American football continues to ramp up while worldwide football continues to move forward bigger and better than ever. We have some deals this week, three to one, so let's get right to them. Number three, the NBA kicks off its preseason and top rookies are the latest crop of marketing successes, including Zion Williamson, Panini America, the world's largest licensed sports and entertainment collectibles company, which inked Williamson to an exclusive trading card agreement last month. It features his only licensed college and NBA cards from Duke and otherwise. The global marketplace really excited like players with pillars like Ja Morant, RJ Barrett, Ru Hachimura, the first NBA Japanese player, and others. Gatorade obviously agrees. Last Last Thursday, they announced a deal that had signed Williamson to a reported seven-figure multi-year endorsement deal. Good for them. That's number three. Number two, the puck doesn't drop on the NHL season till midweek, but Sidney Crosby racks up accolades. A retail honor, he led all NHL players in merchandise sales on eBay from August 18 to 19, the annual preview with eBay and StubHub. Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks, Washington Capitals' Alexander Ovechkin, and Vegas Golden Knights goalie Mark andre Fleury are up there. But Crosby merchandise is more than 76% more popular than everybody else. Team-wise, it's the Bruins and the Blackhawks, with the Capitals fifth and the Flyers ninth. That's number two. And number one, American football, but across the pond. Notre Dame and Navy faces off at Aviva Stadium in Dublin this season. 35,000 U.S. fans expected to descend on Notre Dame Navy. And a sellout appears on, but for future games, event organizers must convince other U.S. colleges with less obvious Irish links that it's a good idea to shift one of their annual games to, to Dublin. The Aer Lingus College Football Steering Committee Chair Neil Naughton says they're hoping Notre Dame fans get to experience Ireland, love it, move a business or a headquarters there, and do other things. Ireland-based Aer Lingus is a sponsor, the National Tourism Authority, as well as Tourism Ireland, and the Dublin City Council all on board. Teams for the 2021 game announced in October, and that's number one. Big interview this week, at least for me, a longtime struggling Cub fan after 108 years. Chicago gets a World Series championship. Their brand is significant all over the world. They're ranked number four on the Forbes list of baseball net worth franchises at $3.1 billion behind only the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox. Incredible national brands. When I was in Dubai in 2016 and beyond, more Cub hats than any could imagine, and it is national and international as well. One of the reasons why? Joe Madden. The television impact of $8 billion in revenue and more over the last few years from Major League Baseball depends on superstars. Many superstars on the field, but Joe Madden 
is a management superstar. And after five years at the helm of the Chicago Cubs, before that, the Tampa Bay Rays, he and Theo Epstein mutually decide enough is enough. They say they drank a bottle of wine or many together and decided it was time to move on. Regardless of whether that's true, it's really important to get his perspective. He was lucky enough to be involved in a Joe Madden try-not-to-suck celebrity golf tournament, as I've reported many times in August. Saved the interview because we knew this would be big. We didn't know what would happen at the end of the season. But Joe Madden talks about running a company, whether it's baseball or not, Life, messages, his legacy in Chicago, and his value across the board, maybe even equity. It's more relevant today than it was last month. I give you Joe Madden. Sports professor Riccardo in the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. And we have a series of the best managers in Major League Baseball. We're going to start that series like today. And this is the only one that I want to interview. So it's the only manager in Major League Baseball. This is not a manager. We've said this before in interviews. This is a CEO. This is a renaissance man. This is somebody who could just as easily run a Fortune 500 company and produce returns where if you had stock, you would be a trillionaire. How does that? How do you feel going into the next set of negotiations That's with not, that? That sounds pretty good to me, actually. Was that okay? Yeah, you like that? Uh, we'll make sure that the people down on uh, Clark and Waveland hear all this stuff. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, structurally, they don't ever they don't ever pay. You have a better chance of getting shekels than you have equity. But that that's okay. That, that right? is absolutely true. There's there's no question about that. By the way, why? Well, I don't want to get in trouble, but let's start with this. Why is it that the management and I'm talking about NFL coaches as well, mm-hmm. and I've talked to Shula about this. So the greatest okay. mind. Yeah. Why is it that people that have such profound impact on the value of the franchise? aren't given an equity opportunity, <clears throat> given that in many other industries it happens? Well, um, that that's a decent question right there. I think, like a guy like Mr. Shula, he could definitely discuss something like that with the uh, with the uh, ownership group. I don't think I'm anywhere near that uh, that moment or that um, that that conversation. But there has been some. I think Belichick's a perfect example of a yeah, guy. Too. I think uh, Phil Jackson may have gotten himself in that position, or Pat Riley may have. I, I don't I don't really see myself in that mold right now. But uh, it's an interesting concept. But I think you have to have sustained success over a period of time. Obviously, and they get to have, have won championships and not just played well. So these guys, plural championships, plural. Yeah, I, I would think so. Plural, even though one first in one hundred eight years, I get it. But yeah. I think uh, plural in this situation might be mandatory. Well, you heard it here. And so equities off the table. By the way, uh, a, a break. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows, but nobody. Hey, knows. Yeah, <laughs> hey, listen, I. I uh, <laughs> I'm going to do this for three to five more years, I think, something like that. And maybe more. I mean, I watched the Rolling Stones this year. Yeah. I recently saw the uh, Ringo Starr and the Beach Boys at Ravinia. Um, between 75 and 80 and still killing it. So they gave me they gave me inspiration. Uh, can you sing? No. I wasn't, I'm just talking about standing in the corner of a dugout. Got it. I completely understand. <clears throat> and I know that. So we, we talked about this before. Uh, <clears throat> have you a chance to reflect? By the way, congratulations. You realize this is the fourth, and we'll get into it, the Respect 90 this event, yep. the last three years, you know, 33% of the events that we've had here, you've won the World Series coming off of them. So it's a tremendous Okay, let's, let's, let's stay with 
Thirty-three percent. Okay. That, what would it come this year? Would it become uh, two out of four. 40, yeah. Yeah. So fifty percent. Fifty percent. Over fifty percent. Fifty percent. How's that? In honor, by the way, fifty percent. Fifty cent. In honor of of that butchering you threw uh, last night. Oh, that was horrible, man. I mean, listen. Um, I have no make, make no excuses. Um, I used to be able to dot a gnat's butt from that this or beyond that. It's just uh, uh, I want to. I don't want to concede to anything. I think if I just work out a little bit better, I, I might be able to do it next time out there. Swing the golf club well. You, yeah, you, I did you, the other day. Last week I swung it pretty well, and I rode down the the hill very well in a in a in a cardboard box. I just did not do well throwing the baseball. So, getting back to what people want to hear about, I guess a little bit the economics of baseball, and I guess it creates some situations. How do the economics of not just middle relief, but give me an example of how the economics really affect the way you manage versus the way a manager managed thirty years ago? Oh, well, um, I mean, I was around thirty years ago. It was just different in the sense I think. Um, today, with the with the salaries, which that which they are, and the involvement of front offices to the field, <clears throat> managers back then probably had more uh, freedom, openness, uh, a liberal nature regarding using guys out of the bullpen. There wasn't as much concern about number of pitches thrown, how often they had pitched, how many days in a row. If the guy said he felt good, he pitched. And furthermore, guys wanted to pitch more back then because they made more money if they did it. Right. Now the money has already been given. Um, and with agents and the way the game's played right now, they're in, in the front office involvement and uh, even right down to the training room, there's much, there's much more monitoring going on on these investments, which they are. So if you get a young guy um, that's got a great arm and you're trying to nurture him as a relief pitcher, as an example, you're probably not going to pitch him more than two days in a row. And even at, in his early development, maybe one pitch, one day off, one pitch, which really <clears throat> can hamstring you hamstring you as a manager because on a particular night you want that guy's services, but even though he might feel he's available, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, available to pitch, you can't based on uh, predetermined conditions. So uh, there's a lot of difference with that, and some of it is economically rooted. And so you also have to have people uh, who you report to or are involved with who understand the baseball implications of financial decisions as well. I assume it's more important than ever that you have the ability to work with your organization uh, off the field and on it. Again, back when I began doing this, and it was very obvious back then, and RV was there too, our cameraman today. Um, By the way, really good cameraman. He's outstanding. Executive producer is still small, uh, small P until you, until you shape up, man. There was a time the manager was omnipotent. There was times when the GM was afraid to walk into a clubhouse because he had to confront the manager or talk to the manager. Yeah. The manager <clears throat> back then and the coaching staff pretty much dictated who made the team, who did not, who went back to AAA. And then when there was a, uh, something that had happened and you needed a guy coming up from AAA, <clears throat> The manager in many situations would ask if he would want. I never do that because I'm not, I haven't seen this guy play in two yeah, months, right. as an example. So there's all of that to contend with. I don't even know what to contend with. Actually, I like it because when I was a minor league coach and they needed a player in the major league level and they would tell you who they wanted based on what they saw a couple months ago in spring training and I knew this other guy was the better guy, they wouldn't listen. So I really believe in everybody's got a job to do. You delegate and you listen. And, and that's what's going on in the world today in baseball is the fact that there's a structure in place. Everybody's got a job to do, and that's how it plays. Steve Jobs, <clears throat> Jack Welch, you listen to some of the corporate titans, and they mm -hmm. all have three or four things that are important. But one of the things that stand out is communicate <clears throat> often and communicate directly. Yeah. And that, that, that basically <clears throat> makes you stand out in the pack. Uh, you know, talk about it. Relationships. Um, that's where we start. And um, 
whenever you wherever you go someplace new, uh, whether I went to the Rays or I came here to the Cubs, the the first thing on the table is to build relationships with everybody in the front office, uh, secretaries, uh, my coaching staff. Uh, clubhouse attendants and of course your players and once you do that uh, the next key word is trust yeah. you can't have trust without uh, building relationships if you don't take that step first and that requires a lot of attention a lot of conversation but you must do that because once trust is established then you can actually exchange ideas without pushback and 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 then at that point uh, we can be constructively critical of each other like right now you're talking to me about my throne we've known each other for a couple right. years uh, we built this relationship you felt more comfortable and, and you're comfortable now that you wear you wear yeah, a glove to I do, yeah I feel really like a you know, Michael Jackson interview <laughs> uh, but it's it's all that stuff needs to be in order uh, for you to go on I mean, whether it's uh, batting how you want to hit how you want your cutoffs and relays all this other stuff has to be in place first you got to go, but talk. And the reason you're going to go is the foundation. Talk about the foundation, where it's been, where it's going, how proud you are of it. Yeah, the Respect 90 Foundation right. we began several years ago, and uh, my wife Jay and I, and where it's going right now, man, our umbrella keeps getting larger. We started primarily with the Hazleton Integration Project in Thanksmas, where we, uh, Hazleton Integration Project, uh, bringing together the cultures of my hometown, Hispanic and Anglo. Uh, Thanksmas had began even before that, uh, where we're serving the homeless. We started in uh, South Florida, St. Petersburg, and expanded all the way uh, to Chicago and beyond. So those are the two primaries. And then we got into pediatric cancer. Uh, we've been able to contribute primarily in Arizona with that. And also the Crushers Club Boxing uh, in Chicago here and uh, Chicago Youth Boxing where we've had uh, boxing events, which we're gonna do again this year in, uh, during Christmas in Hazleton. And, and we've, we've provided funds for these particular uh, uh, situations also. So the umbrella keeps expanding and we were looking for, for new items that pretty much uh, deals with kids under you know kids in um, uh, t difficult situations etc so it keeps the umbrella keeps expanding and this golf tournament the funds here primarily goes back to uh, the Hazleton integration project so one of the many incredible things about Joe Madden I feel it's like it's a bromance, a bromance but uh, you know being a Cub fan helps but watching the smartest guy in the room maneuver to so many different things I said it you didn't the <clears throat> charities and the foundation are so vertically integrated many people are happy with concentrating on one discipline. You've got four mm. locations right. and many, many different charities. Worried about spreading yourself too thin? Well, honestly, no, and I'll tell you why. Um, what, what we do every day is it's, it's wonderful that I've had this opportunity to be a major league manager, but the one thing I've, I've learned is that diversions in life are important. Diversions, and this is a great diversion, being involved in a foundation and a charity. Um, I really uh, don't feel overwhelmed by it. Of course, RB's helping. Jay, my wife, helps. Mm. Steve Alexander helps. We have this great Bob Curry and my. Uh, yeah. We have a great uh, staff involvement, and they do most of the, the you know the boots on the ground work. So for me, a lot of it is ideas and staying in touch and being and make sure you show up. Showing up matters. Uh, but I need diversions, and uh, this is probably the best diversion. I, I encourage more people to get involved in volunteerism and and just get out there and meet folks that are in need, and it can be a, a life changer. So stay fresh, keep your guys fresh, keep your guys healthy, yeah. manage your middle relievers, make sure Kimbrell's okay. American uh, Legion Week uh, kicks off tomorrow, reporting to the ballpark later. Uh, I want less pregame work, I just want us to play. Like wow. when you were a kid. Yeah, like when we were a kid. Yeah, and, exactly. and so uh, we'll see you in October. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Thank right, you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Joe Madden certainly has a lot to say. He'll be missed in Chicago, but he'll be valuable and snapped up somewhere else really, really quickly. Let's look at the Sports Tech Minute. 
Amazon launches a stat-boosted Thursday night football broadcast and says it's more customizable to its streaming business. And the third year of Amazon's NFL streaming deal kicked in with next-gen stats, NFL Next, and Amazon is pushing the network personality Kay Adams and next-gen stats expert James Coe. They're pushing the sports streaming market and the uh, Thursday night football viewership with Amazon has shown them a steady increase in viewership, up 86% on Thursday night football broadcast in 2018 compared to the previous season. And then with the NHL kicking off some tech issues, they increased the players' social media presence through a deal with Open Doors. NHL.com says the NFL and participating clubs will use Open Doors to help players publish their highlights, in-game images, and other media to their personal social channels with the tap of a button. And rather than simply handing plays uh, to a, a players a library of assets, they're working hard to customize. NHL players already significantly outpace fellow professional athletes in terms of an engagement rate in 2019. And this added option of open doors will boost NHL's social media game to a higher frequency to build a larger brand for hockey overall. That's your Sports Tech Minute. Finally, the power of sports philanthropic minute. And it's a big deal, at least to me, this week. EverFi and their symposium called Running the Right Plays. Premiering earlier this year, the Sport Business Handbook recognizes the last 50 years as the formative period for the modern era of sport. And likewise, online education leader EverFi, celebrating over a decade of harnessing technology to equip communities with the skills they need for success. To celebrate the good work in our communities, contributors also do. EverFi presents Running the Right Plays, Doing Good Through Sport, Wednesday in Washington. That's October two. Symposium will present a rare opportunity to hear directly from key contributors in sport, business, and philanthropy and gain exclusive access to their personal insights. Panelists joining me for the evening include Lisa Bowman, Chief Marketing Officer, United Way Worldwide, John Chapman, co-founder and president of EverFi, Phil DiPicciotto, the founder and president of Octagon, Damon Phillips, the GM of NBC Sports Washington, Nick Sikevich, the National Lacrosse League Commissioner and former NHL. NFL Commissioner Paul Tagliabue, also presenting the top five Washington, D.C. community impact milestones in and around sports. Exciting and frankly, a big deal for philanthropy, which has increased 12 percent year over year. Well, that's it for this podcast. We'd love to uh, thank Joe Madden for his contribution to baseball. He'll be missed, but he'll be back soon. We'd like to thank the guys from Reuters for putting this together. Tanner Simpkins, Reed, uh, Reed uh, Weber from Haro Sports for being involved with us. And like to thank you for watching and listening and joining us next, w- next week when we continue to keep score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital. I'm Ricaro. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.